I mean, obviously, I think helping people sell their home and find their dream home or get into their first home, like that's really rewarding. That to see the smile on their face and just yeah. you know realize their dreams, I guess, and they're so happy when they get to move into that new place. And you're hoping that everything went smooth and that you provided them with a great experience. And most of the time, that's the case. Welcome to Real Sask, a podcast about the real estate in Saskatchewan with your host, Atif. Welcome to Real Sask, a podcast where I get together with professionals and discuss the real estate trends in Saskatchewan. I'm your host, Atif, and today we have our guest speaker, Joel Hunter from Royal DePage, Regina Realty. Thank you for joining us today, Joel. Great to be here, Atif. Awesome. Okay, let's get to it. So, I've been actually following you for a while now, like, you know, your social media, and you're probably one of the first guys that I've seen that actually done really well on videos, but the videos were so creative that we didn't have that in Saskatchewan back in the day. And I've been following you since then, right? But before we get into your social media, I want to know, like, so how did you get into real estate? So my kind of journey into real estate is it's a little different. I mean, I think everyone has kind of a, a different story. I got a scholarship to the University of Regina for basketball. so. Back in like 2001, I went there on a, a basketball scholarship, played there for five years. While I was playing basketball, I was getting a fine arts degree. So like real estate was kind of not even at all on my radar. Like I'm creative in that I can draw, I can paint, I can sculpt, I can do these things. And when I was finished school, there was the question of, hey, do I go back and get my master's? Do I go maybe down south and, and go to another school, do I go into education? Because I, my family has a big education background. My parents were both teachers. Wow. Um, and then I actually got recruited into real estate by a former broker in our city who was a partner of Level 10, Regina, the, the gym there. And we used to train there. Our basketball team trained there for the season. And he kind of, I don't know, he pegged me or thought I would be good at real estate, had connections, and the city had a, a name for basketball. So I kind of just was like, you know what, that was probably right after the big boom that we had in Saskatchewan and Regina. And there's a lot of promises of, hey, you're going you're gonna to do so well. You're going to make so much money. This is a great time to, to join. And I got into it at that time. And, you know, of course, there was like some years of struggling and just like getting your feet wet, getting into a completely new business that you really don't have a lot of information about. So it definitely took me a few years to kind of just like understand the business understand myself and how I can help clients. And then eventually, I guess 15 years later, I'm still here doing it. So it has been 15 <laughs> years. Yeah, it has um, been 15 years. I think I think 15 years out of this year. I, I seriously thought you were like 26 or 27. <laughs> <laughs> I turned 40 this year. No, yeah, so seriously? I, you actually yeah, turned 40? Yeah. I would love to sit with you one day and see what do you do for a food and gym and what's your face routine, right? What's your morning oh, routine? <laughs> my wife thinks my hair is falling out and I'm, I'm getting old. So she's, no. she's like on me to like stay young and stay fit <laughs> as fit as I can. I'm definitely not in the shape that I was once in when yeah. I was playing basketball, but yeah. I, try, I try to stay healthy and just like... You know. Good for you guys. There's a lot of realtors in Regina that I find. Then, so I've been doing it for what, like six years now. I've been a broker and yep. uh, it was a rough ride when I started. Like I gained so much weight. It was so hard to like, you know, follow the diet or even you go to the gym and you park outside the gym and sit there for a couple of hours and don't even go to the gym because you have so many things to do, right? Yeah. There's so many like 
you guys are successful realtors they're doing so well but you guys actually like you know your health is really important too that's what i've been noticing you guys all making sure that not just what you're doing with work is amazing you guys doing such a good job but like your health wise too you guys taking care of yourself right yeah i think like i mean mental health is a huge thing right so you have to manage that and yeah. this job can be stressful at times because you're you're dealing with big investments for people it's like it's the biggest purchase they'll make is buying a house so there's a lot that can weigh on you yes. um you know, trying to manage your clients and make sure that they're being taken care of and you're wanting to make sure you're doing everything you can for them um yes. so you definitely have that kind of stuff in the back of your mind but it's important to balance like mental health physical health and i mean i'll be honest with you last year and i think throughout covid too like there's times where you're just sitting around and you're in your house you're you could be working out at home or doing things to keep yourself healthy, but you just get into, fall into that routine of like, I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to chill on the couch. I'm going to hang out with my kids. And my made a goal this year at the start of this year that, that I was going to go on our Peloton at home. That's um, what, yes. Every day. Peloton, yeah? yeah. Yeah. Every day. So I haven't missed a day since January 1st till, till now. I will say there's some asterisks in there because we did take a few family vacations where I, went to my brother-in-law's basement and hopped on his bike for five minutes just to yeah. keep, <laughs> keep my street going yeah. um, or, or in a hotel somewhere, like getting down to the fitness center for five or 10 minutes just to keep the street going. But for the most part, I've been consistent and been able to do that, which I've noticed has had a huge effect both physically, but also like mentally and just, you know, having that extra energy to manage work, manage family, kind of do everything you can. So now it's a goal I have to fall through somehow until the end of the year next year i'm not definitely not going to do it every day i'll try to <laughs> i'll try to be more reasonable and maybe make some stuff in but yeah, yeah it's definitely important to, to do that but from january too it's been seven months and you've been doing it every yeah. day which is which is amazing and the you know peloton should sponsor us because we're talking so good things about yeah. but not gonna lie to you when covid happened that was one of the thing is like right when the covid happened a month after i ordered peloton too and yeah. it was probably one of the best thing I did because I was doing Peloton. Like now I do like four days a week, but before I was okay. doing like six days a week, every single day I would get up 20 minutes, get ready, go to work. And then after like, you know, done work and then I jump on again for 20 minutes. So it was like 40 minutes every day. And yeah. I just at home, right? So if you work in COVID time, yeah. you were all working from home. So it's just right there. And that was one of the best thing I did to myself because at that time I lost like 50 pounds or something. Wow. Good yeah. For you. Yeah. So it was good. So that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. So you've been doing it for so long. And as I was talking about me, like gaining weight, and I gained a lot of weight when I started. What was the, some personal challenges that you faced when you started in this business? I mean, I think when you start in this business, you can be kind of told by a lot of people, you know, what to expect, what to be ready for, what to plan for. But everyone is busy in this industry. And oftentimes, they don't necessarily have time for you to you know hold your hand or walk you through and unless you're part of a team or have a mentor say that's gonna take you along to each showing or take you along to each listing a lot of it is learning as you go making mistakes and then learning from those mistakes so there was challenges i think initially just you know how to get that first deal yeah. done and how to turn that next deal into future business and kind of that snowball effect that i, I think for anyone new in the industry it isn't you see people around you doing very well and yeah. you think, Hey, I could do that. Like that's easy enough. Like I'm going to just sign up a new real estate and it's going to yeah. be and make all this money. And yeah. that's not the case. Right. And you see that because there's a lot of turnover in our industry. You see people come in, they do it for a few years. They're off to something else. 
or they, they kind of bounce in and out of it. So I think it's a job that sometimes is viewed as, hey, I can do this part-time and I can do this on the side, this on the side. That's not the case. Like it's a full-time job. And if you don't treat it as such, then you're going to fall behind, right? Yeah. And you're going to struggle and you're going to, you know, it's a job where you don't get a paycheck every month. Like you're not, it's not a salary job, right? So there are going to be stretches where you're looking at, you know, all the deals coming in. You're like, oh man, like this is great. We're going on vacation. <laughs> like <laughs> this is awesome. And then all of a sudden winter hits and you're like, oh geez, oh, wish I didn't go on vacation. <laughs> so I think like, yeah, there's just I think constant reminding yourself, like, you know, to stay on top of things and work on the business while you're working in the business. That's something mm-hmm. that I've preached a lot. So, yeah. You do preach a lot. Like, so you do work. Well, I think that's something that stuck with me when I started. And I can't remember who told us yeah. that, but it was when you're working in the business, you forget about working on your business. So, that, mm-hmm. you know, growing your client base or trying to get new leads or, reaching out to past clients and making sure, you know, that you're on top of things in case they want to move or, you know, have real estate questions or just to say hello. So I think you have to find time to kind of manage those two things, right? You're going to be busy showing houses maybe one day for, you know, looking at 10 houses with the client. Um, you may have a day that's not so busy. And at those times you got to really, you know, try to stay on top and, and stay connected to your clients. That's so true. I love coaching. That's one of the things sure. I just, I just love coaching every year. I do like I try to hire like three coaches every year if I can. And one of the coaches that I was coached by, and he actually taught us one of the thing. And it's like, you know, there's a game that you can play. It's like a red, green, and yellow tape game. So what it is, is like basically when you've done your work, I mean, like your day. So you said it like, like, you know, start at 8 a.m., you're done at 5 p.m. And then what do you suppose, what you should do one day? You sit down and look at what you've done that basically that eight hours of your day. So it's like, Let's say if you're working on your business, so let's say calling your past clients, like, you know, doing other things, getting Google reviews and stuff. So that would be working on your business. So that's when you do a green tape and then working in your business. So you have a deal, you're writing an offer and doing this thing. So it's like working in your business that's yellow, right? And then going on Instagram and wasting time, that's red, right? So I was surprised when I did mine a couple of days and not going to lie to you, I probably did like an hour, like hour and a half on a green. Because we're yeah. so busy working in because we get a deal and then you just go on to working in the deal. Like, oh, I have a full team. I got to manage my team. So that's yeah. what I was doing the whole day. So like I worked for like 10 hours and I looked and I was like, this is all we're doing to like basically working on our business. This is not good at all because you're supposed to be doing way more than this to grow your brand and the name. So right. good for you. You've like, you've been doing it for a while, which not a lot of people do. And I'm one of them, which is like, I'm trying, but yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough yeah, right? I, yeah. And I, I'm sure my ledger would be a lot of red tape too, because you can yeah. get caught that Instagram. Yes. Swipe yeah. forever. Send <laughs> yeah. to your wife back forth yeah. <laughs> and like you know talking to people that you don't need to talk to them but <laughs> yeah. still talking to them. Group chat. yeah so let's talk about like you know one of the things you say first deal i actually always wonder how do people grab their first deal so what did you do to grab your first deal and how did you get it so i kind of what i tried to do is collect as many emails from people as i could that i knew either friends family past colleagues people that i knew in the community Facebook, I think at the time was a big thing. Um, you could reach out to people on Facebook, or you still can now, but it was kind of at the not initial stages, but early on in Facebook's lifespan. So I would message people on Facebook, maybe do some cold calls and just um, let people know that I'm in real estate. That was the big thing. Like, hey, 
they my brokerage made an announcement, of course, but kind of touching people through calls, whatever, emails, texts, and just say, hey, I'm in real estate. You know, if you have friends, family, if you're looking to make a move in the near future, like, please keep me in mind. And from there, you know, I was able to get a few leads or from people kind of passing my name on. And then that was really how it started, right? That's, I think, how I got my first deal was actually, I believe it was a friend that I went to high school with on Facebook that just like replied to my message and said, yeah, actually, we are looking to, to buy something and, you know, I'd be happy to give you a shot. So I remember sitting down with a colleague to help me write out my first offer too, because that was something that I had never done before. And I, you go through like the real estate courses and, yeah. you know, it's a week long course and they're teaching you things. And I mean, at the end of the day, you're trying to just get through it, get, yeah. get licensed. You're not absorbing everything that you should be, yeah. which I would say going back in time, I, I would say to people that are doing the real estate license, like, especially if you're young, like pay attention mm-hmm. to these things. Like there's good information there, valuable information that's going to help you. For me, I was, you know, with some friends that were also joining the brokerage too. And some, some lots of people that are still in the business and, you know, we're just like, Hey, this is all great. Like I want to pass my test. I want to get started. But then you get thrown into it and it's not the same, right? You're, yeah. you're really learning on the spot and you're taking along with colleagues that have been in the business for a while and trying to pick up information or how, even how they deal with clients, how they walk around and show someone a house. Now it's like it's second nature, right? Like it's not hard for me to go meet a client and walk them through a house. Yeah. Even new people that I've never met before, I think I'm, I'm a personable person. So yeah. I can have that banter, as they say, the, the, the Love Island shows and those, those silly Netflix shows that, that <laughs> I would with clients. So yeah, I think it's just one of those things where you, you learn on the job and yeah. that's really the, it's a real life experience, right? You can, you can prepare yourself as much as you want in kind of the fake settings, but until you get out there and experience them for yourselves, you're not going to know how to act. And everything's a learning experience. Once you do something one way, you're going to be like, oh, you know, that went well, like let's carry that on to you know, my future meetings or hey, that really didn't come off great or, you know, I didn't do my best in that meeting next time. How do I change that? Oh, wow. That's amazing. So let me ask you like one of the biggest questions that I'm always asking all the realtors. I would love to know, like, what do you do? But like, I'm not going to ask you, how do you balance your personal life and work life? Because you guys don't have a personal life. (laughs) (laughs) That is what I decided because every time I was asking everyone and they kind of like, Sheila says she works at 9 p.m. She just shuts her phone at 9 p.m. and it starts at 8 a.m. And I'm like, how is it is a balance of your personal life? It doesn't even yeah. make It's like there's no life, right? So what I'm going to ask you is what is the best way or what have you done? Like you've been picking up things and you probably have realized, you know, what day works for me most or what doesn't. So do you have any days you take your time off completely and you're like, you know what, I'm not going to do it? Or is there any system that you have that you use now after doing it for 15 years? Or you're just everybody else and he's like, you know what, I'm just going to go seven days. Well, you know, I think I, I do work seven days, but I would say that I try to plan my schedules ahead of time. So you're, you're still going to have people that call you that want to see a house that day. Yeah. They can or have clients that are need to see a house that just hit the market or maybe some unexpected meetings. But I do think for the most part, you can plan out your schedule ahead of time. And for me, I work from home. So I have a home base here. I have an office on Rolla Page that you know, they'll tell you they never see me there, but <laughs> that's, that's just, I feel comfortable at home. I, I like my own base. And I have two children as we're kind of chatting with yes. before, and the eight-year-old and the four-year-old. I really like being involved in their lives. I like not to miss things. Um, I don't want to be 
the father down the road where dad was always working or dad wasn't at our events. Like, it's really important for me to be there. So I drop off my children every day at daycare or at school. I pick them up from daycare and school. It's partly too because my wife, she owns a business in town. Shout out to her. She owns Nico Lady and Baby, which is a women and children's clothing boutique. Uh, I saw to- that. It's a beautiful brand. You guys are doing amazing. Yeah. I saw that too. I saw on Instagram. I'm like, this is really good. I think something like that, we needed it. Yeah, it's a great store. She, uh, my sister-in-law, owned it together. My sister-in-law started it 12 years ago, I think. And then my wife partnered up with her about eight years ago. So her schedule is crazy too. Like she works every day. They, they basically have like one or two other employees. So she's there five days a week. She takes off Sundays and Mondays. So that's nice in the sense that we can spend Monday for sure together because our kids are usually at school or at daycare. And then Saturday is the tough one because yes. Saturday I have both my kids and Saturday is a day that lots of people want to go out and look. Yeah. So I do try to, like I said, plan my schedule ahead of time. So if I know clients that you know they're going to want to be out shopping for houses, I'll let them know, hey, these are the days that I have available. You know, these are the times. Do any of these days work for you guys? And then we'll block that time off. And we do use our parents. Thank, thank my parents and my wife's parents. They're both here in Regina, so that's really a huge benefit to us because you know they're happy to see their grandkids. We can drop them off for a few hours if I need to go and show a house or get to an appointment. But there are for sure times where my kids come with me, and it's just that's <laughs> that I have other <laughs> options. And, uh, the eight-year-old, I'll say, she's like, she's been around this now for eight years. Yeah. So she gets like, she's like, I'm gonna walk in the house with your dad, and she's gonna, she'll walk the people around and oh, like, like awesome. this. You got to see this bathroom. All this bedroom's beautiful. Isn't this house so cool? I'm like, you're doing a great job. Like, <laughs> I have to give you a cut of this commission um, if they buy this house. My four-year-old's kind of nuts. Like, she'd be bouncing off walls. So yeah. if they're both together, you know, we'll load up the iPads and we'll park the car. <laughs> driveway and keep her running for a bit and try to like pass my clients through so they don't see too much but yeah there's a balance it's not perfect for sure but like i said it's important for me to be a part of my kids lives and just be present there and if a client is being unrealistic maybe with the expectations they're putting on me because i have family obligations that maybe we're not the right fit but i think for the most part it's, it's i've been pretty lucky with the people i've worked with I can say it. there's probably on one hand, maybe some tough goes and some clashes of personalities per se, but it's been really good. That's amazing. Part of, and really a big reason why I'm still doing this. That's amazing. Yeah. Especially after 15 years, I'm yeah, probably <laughs> you're loving something there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about you've been doing it for so long. Like, you know, what we've been seeing market this year, it's been a little different uh, compared to like, you know, last two years where we were just busy, like super busy. And now market has slowed down. Where do you see the future for real estate for this year, let's say? Yeah, you know what? Like, it has been interesting. I would say this year, kind of unlike any other year, and I don't know if you feel yeah. the same way, but I felt when kind of last fall when the first interest rate hike was announced, yeah, that things really slowed down and probably slowed down before we're used to them slowing down. Like, mm-hmm. we always have that kind of December, January lull because it's Christmas, it's minus 50. People don't want to list their house. People don't want to necessarily go look at homes. People are on vacation. So you always get that kind of winter slowdown, I would say. But it did happen probably a month and a month and a half earlier, in my opinion. Yeah. And then kind of continued on almost to like Mm February-ish. 
And then as soon as the interest rate stopped, the hike stopped, we were busy. And it was March through June, multiple offers, kind of similar to the year before. And then I would say now again, I mean, in my opinion, July and August are sometimes slower months because people are on vacation. They're out the lake, they're enjoying their summer, their kids are out of school. So they're taking advantage of the nice weather and they're not necessarily wanting to show their houses or maybe look at houses. So the spring and the fall kind of tend to be our busier markets. Now the interest rate, we got another interest rate hike. And I think people are kind of, hey, can I afford what I could once afford? Is the move I'm making a step up from where I want to be or is it a parallel move? It's a, if it's a parallel move because this is all we can afford, then it doesn't make sense for us to look to sell if we don't have to right now. You know, if our mortgage is up and we need to refinance, well, can we stay in this house at the new rate or do we need to downsize and find something more affordable for the short term or can we get into a variable rate more for for a year or something? So I think that this year, unlike any others, it's been like start and stops. Like it, it hasn't been a consistent, busy or consistent slow. It's just been like really stop and go. So I suspect that, you know, if we get, you know, an announcement that they're not going to raise interest rates again, or they're going to maybe drop them, then we will get busy again and we'll have, you know, another not crazy market like last year, but I think I can be more consistent market as opposed to that's, you know, in flux all the time. Yeah. And you know what? That is so true because anytime they're announcing the rate, the last time they pause, like it was insanely busy for a bit. And then you're yep. right. Then I actually haven't, I actually didn't notice it that way. I was like, oh, I was just saying this month is slow because rate has been increasing for so long. For me, it was just like, is it busy or it's not busy? It's like busy or not busy? Like is, I wasn't understanding it. But you know what? Like that is so true because when they say last time that it's pause and they're not going to increase it and you saw like the people were start like putting an offer. So hopefully like they do start like, you know, pause it again or I don't think they're going to bring it down personally. I don't think yeah. it's going to happen anytime soon this year, but hopefully they do pause it for now because people are getting into the place where they're in trouble now. And yeah. I remember before I was getting one call a week or two kind of thing. Now I'm getting like two or three calls a week where people can't afford the mortgage. So hopefully something else happened, like, you know, rate just pause or like do something to try to bring the market not that stressful for people, especially grocery yeah. and everything too. If you look at that, right? Like it's just like, Rental right now is like no one has place to go because every all the landlords are have been increasing the rent too. But I do feel bad for people who's renting it out, but I understand where the landlords are coming from too, because now your mortgage is twelve, fourteen hundred dollars higher than what it was. You're going to increase your rent. How can you afford to keep that house? Yeah, right? the cost of living for everything has gone up, right? I've talked to like my brother in law who lives out in Ontario and some of his cousins just saying it's not just real estate it's yeah everything they're doctors and it's like hey in the surgery business like it's the same deal right so it's just yeah i mean something's got to give hopefully you know in the next year and a bit that we can make it more manageable for people and more affordable and less stress i think that's the big thing but when you're paying high interest rates and your cost of living at home is expensive and then you go to the grocery store and your groceries are and you, you still want to go out to a movie or enjoy yourself and get it like man starbucks coffees are even more expensive oh, <laughs> those, like, guys, I, those guys don't need the money but like yeah. everything's gone up right so <laughs> hopefully there are some corrections to kind mm-hmm. of just give everyone more peace of mind and more of a easier lifestyle yeah. And they're asking for tips these days too. <laughs> I know. I don't want to say it, but it's just so hard because now the coffee is like, what, $7, six something, $7 for like, yeah. 
latte you can grab though because i just bought one yesterday and i was like this is insane and then there's a tips option you got to give tips to when you do you still you just feel bad it's yeah. like you know like 10% 15 and then you try to look at no tips it's like where is no tips because <laughs> it's well, just it's, coffee it's tip, right is it going to the barista because if it yeah. is then yeah i'll give you i'll tip you but if it's going to starbucks because i'm doing it on my debit yes. card then i don't want to yeah eat. that's yeah. fine They and it's just the money. only issue with me is like I'm so used to like whenever I see the tips option it's just in my mind goes 15 yep. 20% because you know what yep. that's what we've been like you know trained or yep. that's what I've been doing since I was a kid yep. so now when you look at the even the Starbucks and I'm like I'm still clicking 15% so one of my team member he was like why are you tipping for Starbucks like it's just a, <laughs> it's a coffee like it's just, they're making you a coffee that's what you're paying for I I'm like know. I know but it's just I'm so used to it clicking it whenever I see it so it's so hard for me to When I do no tip, it just makes me feel like I'm not a good person or something. So. Yes, exactly. They judge me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's different. I don't know if you noticed, but I do pricing and I check all this, just how I am with the numbers and stuff. Yesterday when I was doing grocery shopping and at Costco, the prices were actually cheaper for everything. That was oh, really? Cool. Yeah. And it's like the strangest thing because I look at pricing and I just like the numbers is one thing that I'm just like, I'm good at or something that yeah. just catches my attention. So everything was like a dollar, two dollar cheaper. So I like I googled, I looked at the news, I looked at all the news, and nothing came out, or okay. nothing came out. Yeah, like on Google too. So I'm like, okay, like, but I did see the prices were different, right? But again, it was just like because I've been like, you know, when it went was going up so fast, then I was noticing. But then I noticed when it's just like double, mostly some of the stuff like chicken and all the stuff is like actually mostly double. But then I've been noticing a lot because I want to see how far it's gonna go. But then it's actually dropped yesterday, so it's just like something to look yeah. for. But Yeah, that's a good sign. You got to give a shout out when that happens, so people know. Yeah, not that Costco needs to be busier when you go there, but I that's what I'm gonna. Yeah, I do not <laughs> want to tell this to everyone. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it like that. Yeah. Keep dropping the, it. Keep dropping it. I go for the hot dogs anyway. Oh yeah, that's 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 the best thing. That's like rewarding. You go like you spend four hundred dollar. You yeah. want to buy all the healthiest stuff you can, and then you come out. You're like. You gotta have a hot dog. You have to have a hot dog. It's all <laughs> yeah. How can you not have the hot dog, right? Yeah. So let's talk about something I love. It's like learning about people's behavior or what they like, what they don't like, or you know what things to look for, what not to say to them, right? And you've been doing it for so long. What's the most important thing you've learned about people as a real estate agent? I would say that everyone's different. We used to do some training when I first started about like pe- people's personality and like kind of a. Uh, Designating colors to their personality was one of the, the coaching things that we went through. I don't remember what colors apply to which personalities, but I would say every person's different, and you got to treat every person different. And you got to kind of quickly figure out what type of client you're working with. Is it a, a first-time homebuyer who needs kind of assistance through every step of the way, and not that you're hand help holding them, but they're going to need more from you. I would say, as opposed to maybe someone who is. You know, they're on their fifth property that they bought. Maybe they're an investor. Maybe there's someone who flips houses, and you know what to look for. And it's more, it's a kind of an easier go because there's something specific in each house that you're looking for. Or sellers that they want feedback the second that a showing is done, which is unrealistic, and I don't like to do. But you know, you know that you probably have to get that information to them that night if you can, or that day, and, and follow yeah. agents. And there may be sellers that don't want that. They may just say, "Hey, when someone's interested, like let me know. If there's they're not interested, you know, don't worry about you know providing the feedback." So, um, I think not be, being a chameleon in the terms of like your personality, because I'm going to be the same way with everybody. But 
just recognizing different personality traits and what your clients are going to acquire from you and then trying to give them the best experience that yeah. you can. Is really real estate's a relationship business. It's hundred percent. Yeah. It's how you treat people, your reputation in the community, yes. um, reputation among colleagues and, and business partners and, and such. So I think just like being a good person and trying to to provide the best experience for your client that you can. That's amazing. That's one of the things that in our business is so important. I personally think so is doing right thing to people. If you're working for them and people don't understand a lot of time, like a lot of times clients call me, they don't even end up with me, but yeah. I actually did help a client out like last month and, but they were, they really wanted to stay their bank, even though our option was a little bit better. But then Atif, they're like, you know what, Atif, like, I really want to stick with the bank because I have everything with them. It's easier. Right. And they called me like three more times to help them out, which because the bank employee wasn't answering their call. And then I helped them out and stuff. And then last week, I got two calls from his friends and right. they all want to get pre-approval. And I was just like, wow, I was like, that's like amazing, right? I just helped him out because like, I just, I love mortgages. I can talk all day. It's yeah. just something I love. So I just did it from like, you know, I don't mind helping him out, but it was amazing to know that people appreciate those little things you do for people, right? Like it's just like, you know, relationship in our business is all about relationship. Yeah. I think that it's important to have like perspective on things and not to take things personally as tough as that is. Sometimes Regina is a small community. Yes. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. I mean, my family would know like five other realtors, right? Yeah. Hopefully they use me, but yeah, that's <laughs> what we're hoping for. <laughs> but, they, but they, but you just by nature, you're going to have, yeah. you're going to be in a friend circle and you're probably going to have, three or four different people that can oh, sell yeah. out or help them buy something. And if your friends choose to use somebody else or someone from your past business maybe goes a different route, I think you're going to be bitter for a second or you may have hard feelings, but life is too short. I think if yes. we've learned anything from the last three years, like nothing is promised and yes. you can't hold grudges. You can't be bitter. You can't be upset with people. And I think you'll be rewarded in the end for that, for just yeah. having a positive outlook and just knowing that hey maybe that didn't work out this time but next time they, they may give you a call so yeah it's just one of those things where you have to just like kind of roll off the punches because there's going to be highs and lows oh 100 yeah and actually like when i started too i've had i was working with one of the big bank and then i would pre-approve some of the family members and then they would call me they're like oh like we took a possession sorry we didn't call you back but we got a rate from somebody mortgage broker and we decided to go with them and you like i was so upset for like a couple of times but then i started realizing i'm like you know what at the end what they're doing i know it's not the right thing but again it's just something you missed out you didn't give them the best rate right you didn't give them the best option maybe right and so it's like it does hurt like you know somebody calls me like ah, if i want to get a mortgage from that you know what no problem at all right yeah. <laughs> now it doesn't even bother me at all i guess my my heart is probably just broken already yeah <laughs> so <laughs> nothing there to break anymore yeah. i don't know but it just it doesn't bother me at all at all now no right? you can't take things personally mm -hmm. like you don't have awkward encounters or awkward conversations with friends or family or whoever it may be that hey they bought a house and it wasn't with you or they sold the house and it wasn't with you as much as you want that business and you want that to help them out there'd be one realtor in our city if they got all the business so, yeah. lots of people do great things and we're all capable it's just like it goes back to the relationship yeah. do you match with this person is yeah. are they going to better gonna vibe with them if so then you know it's going to be a fun experience yeah 100 percent. 
let's say you had to choose one thing as being a real estate agent. It can be seller side, buying side, showing homes, right? What do you like the most? I mean, I really like looking at houses. I think that's the coolest things about our job is like going into different properties and just especially like houses that you don't typically get to go through or maybe older homes that, you know, have a funky layout or like cool features about them. I mean, I, I worked a long time with someone who flipped houses. Um, they've, they've kind of stopped doing it, but the fun of that kind of part of the job was going through a house and envisioning what could happen. Right. So you go through and you're like, Oh, like you take this wall down and you do this and you do this and kind of seeing where that could lead. And then getting to see the end product at the end because they've done all this work and then, you get to now sell this house that's gone over, gone through this big transformation. I think that's really cool. But for sure, going through houses and just um, just like driving down the street, yeah. my kids will be in the car. I'm like, "Well, I've been in that house." You're like, "Dad sold that house." And, I mean, they could care less, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> something to be proud of, right? Yeah, it is fun mm-hmm. to point out. And I mean, sometimes you go through houses and you see pictures on the wall, and you're like, oh, "I wonder who lives here." <laughs> I remember one time I saw like my aunt's picture who lives in BC and. As far as I know, I'm the only family that she has in Virginia, like our, my, my parents. Oh, wow. Her picture's up on the wall. And I'm like, why is my aunt's picture on the wall? This house is <laughs> like, on here? who are these people? <laughs> I messaged my mom, like, why is, like, why is such and such this picture on this wall? I'm like, Balgoni. Yeah. She's like, oh, I think she's got like a third cousin out there. And I'm like, that's so bizarre. Like, we don't even have her picture up in our house. But oh, wow. <laughs> these people do. So, yeah, it's just like fun stuff like that. And I mean, obviously, I think too, helping people sell their home and find their dream home or get into their first home. Like that's rewarding that to see the smile on their face and just, you know, realize their dreams, I guess. And they're so happy, you know, when they get to move into that new place and you're hoping that everything went smooth and that you provided them with a great experience. And most of the time that's the case. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the best feeling you can get in this business, right? Like sometimes like, you guys go through too, but we, it happens to us and the deal's not working out and, you know, it's not getting approved. And the worst feeling about that is just knowing that the people who deserve a home, they're not getting the, like, that's probably the, one of the hardest things. It's not even like me calling them and saying they're not approved. It's just like knowing the fact that I was in the middle of what's going on with them. They do deserve a house. Like, you know, the biggest thing is you're coming from a different country or you immigrants and you're coming to a different country and you're like, you know what, I'm going to buy a house. That's one of the things that dream comes yeah. true, right? So. When it doesn't work out, it's something that like kind of like does bother me a lot. So you're right. And if it when it does work out, it's probably one of the best feeling you can have, right? Yeah. Um, like, yeah, we are the people who's making that dream come true. So it is a good job to be in. It is there's a stress, but knowing that we can do that to people and help them out with their biggest investment and they have the right people like you are as a realtor, making sure they're in the right investment, what they're doing is their life saving, right? Yeah. Um, it does make you feel good at the end. <laughs> yeah, selfishly, you like that feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? But let's talk about this million-dollar question that everybody's probably want to know. Okay. <laughs> if you go and go back in time, let's say, you know, I wouldn't say back 15 years ago, this might be a different market. But let's say if you're starting becoming a realtor this Monday, what would you do differently? Like, you know what? I'm going to change it. Sorry, I'm going to change yeah. it a little bit on this one. Yeah. I'll give you like, you know, you're starting on Monday and you come up with your three months plan. Like, you know, your three months plan that you're going to use to grab clients. So what would you do? That was a hard question when I saw it come up to me changing things. Like, I don't know if I would necessarily go back and change something. So I think that everything happens is a learning experience. Yeah. And without that experience, you can't make changes going forward. 
yeah. if that makes sense. So I think there's certainly things that you could go back and maybe have done differently. But if you wouldn't have had that experience, are you going to learn from it down the road or is, are you going to repeat that mistake later on? So yeah. I don't know if I can point to something that I would change. I think if you're getting into the business with a three-month plan, you know, the biggest thing is really just trying to get your name out there as best you can. You know, luckily in this day and age, you can, especially when you're starting, you don't have to break the bank in terms of paying for marketing yes. and doing that kind of stuff. Social media is so available to everybody and everyone's on their phone. You can get your face and name out there by doing things like cool videos. It does cost money, obviously, but it's not going to be a substantial dent into your account necessarily. Or just posting stuff on your business page or social media page, trying to connect like I did when I first started, just trying to get those people to know that you're in real estate, that you're here to help them if they have friends or family. Try not to harass them. I think that's a big yeah. thing. And then this is like, you want to ask for business without being like, oh God, like this guy again? This like, guy's like <laughs> they all, he just they texted me yesterday, 9 p.m. It's yeah. only 9 a.m. He just told me he's a realtor. Yeah. I know yeah. you're a realtor. <laughs> I know there's, there's, there are people that probably are like that and have done very well. And I am the opposite. Like, I think my name is out there enough that people know what I do without me having to constantly bug her or ask people. It's more of just like touching base and saying, hey, like, how are you? How are things? How's the house? And you're thinking of making a move, you know, reach out if you have friends or family, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think the big thing for me that kind of changed my direction in, in real estate upwards was, you know, once I started doing videos, we kind of chatted about that at the start mm -hmm. of the podcast. Like not a lot of people were doing videos at the time. I can't remember. You know, I feel like I was one of the first kind of yeah. to do like video tours and my whole thing at the time was I don't want it to just be kind of me walking around like yeah, yeah doing this that. or like being very generic. And that's something that I hold on to to this day. I don't want to copy people. I don't want to look the same as every other realtor is doing a video. I really want to try to set myself apart, whether that be through something that's funny on the, 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 the video that's going to get people's attention, whether it's going to be edits. So Ryan Spania, who does my videos right now, he does like all the home expert team videos too, and a bunch of real realtor videos. Yeah. You know, every time we meet, it's like, hey, what can we do with this house that's yeah. going to be fun, unique, that's cool, that's going to catch people, right? And I often will come in with ideas for him, and then he's like, yeah, like, and then he'll take it to kind of the next spot, and we'll kind of put our brains together and come up with a cool idea or plan for a video. And it, they don't always turn out like the way you want, or like they're not big social media wonders, but. Lots of them are unique and cool. And I think that's the big thing with me is, okay, what's next? Like, is it at some point now, what I'm doing right now is going to be the norm yeah. for everybody. And then how do I then do something that's different? What's the next thing I can do? That, that no one's doing it right uh, now. That no one's doing right now. So I'm always trying to like think when I have a new listing come out, okay, what can I do for this video? What's something cool we haven't tried? Even I'll do some like, editing around on apps like to whether it be Canva or I have like a splice video editor and I'll, I'll do the editing myself for like shorter, shorter clips that I can post on like stories and stuff. So, and adding like, you know, real music, that's not yeah. just like the free music, like adding music I like that I think makes a big difference too. So yeah, just like trying to, I don't even know if this answers the question you asked me initially, but we got on a tangent. But that's good though. Actually, people are listening. Like yeah. the thing was like, what would you do differently in like a three months plan? But that is so true, right? Because 
the biggest thing is, is like, you know, one of the things is I see is love listening to you because you've been doing it for so long. And the way you're saying it, you're still so like into your business, you're still finding ways to like do things differently, which is after 15 years, you're just like, you know what? Now people know me, I've done so well, and I'm just going to let the business come, right? I don't have to like sit there and like work on the apps, which is changing every day. <laughs> yeah. And it's still like editing and doing things. So good for you. That is the one of the thing is about being different than anybody else out there, right? And you are doing it. You are doing really well. And I think that's important, right? We mentioned, you know, there's 400 or so realtors yeah. in our city and everyone's capable of doing a good job and, and representing the client um, to the best of their capabilities. But how are you going to set yourself apart? What's different about you? How are you going to get that client? Why will someone want to sell with you? You know, and I think for me, the big thing is because I have like that arts degree and that creative side of my brain, I think I'm just always thinking like, what's something fun that we can do that we haven't done yet? Haven't like done that, yet. I think that is one of the coolest things about the job and also about being your own boss is I don't have to go to someone and say, hey, can I do this? Or like, I have this idea. I have the idea. I want to do it. I'm going to try to do it. And as long as my client's okay with it, then go for it. And, and I would say 99% of the time, 100% of the time so far, sellers are like, hey, we love your videos. Like, go do what you want. And oh, wow. I haven't had a note yet about someone saying, hey, can you actually like change the music yeah. or, <laughs> or change, the, change this part of the video? They're mostly very happy with everything. So that's good. Yeah, no one actually told you like change your outfit or something. That's a no, that's I know. <laughs> Yeah, luckily I have an infinite amount of clothes, so I can. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. No, thank you so much for your time today. Is there a favorite book or podcast you listen to? Oh man, I'm in a book club with some friends. We've been in a book club for five or six years now, so we try to get together like once every three months, which is terrible. Um, We should be doing that, but I can't pick out a favorite book. There's lots that I've read that I like. Podcasts, I I listen to podcasts all the time because we're. In the car, right? Like you're driving around you're in your car a lot. So I'm a comedy or sports podcast guy. I love, okay. um, I love basketball. So I'll listen to basketball podcasts or comedies like, you know, I love Conan O'Brien's podcast or yeah. Smartless Guys. There's a Workaholics podcast that's pretty silly, but I listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that'll make me laugh, like that's typically what I'm yeah. listening to. Especially when you're driving in, like, you know, between like your appointments, you need something to like, take you away from the work and then give you yeah. that 15 minutes break of like just shutting your mind for a bit, right? Like, so it's good to have that because if you're not, you're just like in a meeting, then you're meeting, then you're working, working, and then go to the next meeting. So it's always good to have a little break in between. I had um, my wife's cousin was in town this past weekend. We were talking about podcasts and he's a plastic surgeon. So he's like, well, what do you listen to? And I'm naming off these comedy podcasts. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh yeah, we kind of listen to different things. I'm listening to like, investing and like <laughs> how much money I can make, how much more money I can make. Like, yeah, I should be listening to your podcast as opposed to mine. Yeah, but uh, like you're already making too much. You don't need any more podcasts in life. <laughs> you need yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. awesome. So how do people find you, Joel? I think the best way is just find me on Instagram. The househunter.ca is my account. I have a personal account too. That's Joel H. Hunter. And then I have an art account too that I haven't posted in a while during COVID. My COVID thing was draw a picture a day and then I would post it on social media and people would give me recommendations about who to draw. So it was just like oh. kind of portraits of people. Yeah. And they say, hey, draw like uh, Brett the Hitman Hart or draw the Queen. So I would draw Drake. So I would draw a picture in a night 
just like freehand, and then I'd post it, and then people were actually buying them from me. Oh, um, wow! I was just kind of selling them for like for fun, and then as soon as I got tired of doing that, I stopped posting on it. But if you look there, you can go back and look at some of the pictures. I think it's Joel Hunter draws. Oh, I didn't know that. That's the, I yeah. actually I would love to go check it out. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good for you. So that's kind of the side hobby. That's amazing. No, thank you so much for your time today and best of luck in your business. That was fun. Thanks, Luke. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Real Sask. Stay tuned and subscribe to Atif's channel to hear more about real estate in Saskatchewan.